0: The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance on News Talk.
1: Porick Horgan, he of the Horgan Garden Centre family, is going to talk about winter gardening. Good morning, Porick.
0: A very good morning to you, Pat.
1: Now, it's New Year, but uh, not too much new growth yet.
0: Well, particularly with these freezing temperatures at the moment, growth has certainly slowed up. We had a very mild autumn and winter, but the last couple of days in, in, it has certainly slowed down any growth that was starting. The frost, though, patch is also beneficial because it helps to dry up the soil. Believe it or not, I give my own lawn its first cut. Yesterday, because the soil conditions had improved so much. But also, frost helps to kill off any overwintering pests and diseases, and it helps to break up the soil, particularly for vegetable gardens. So, the frost can be beneficial. But for tender plants, plants like fuchsias or geraniums that you might have in greenhouses or tunnels, they're going to need some extra protection at the moment. So put on some garden fleas to protect your plants. Or if you've got a beautiful camellia coming into flower or maybe a daphne in bloom, my advice is to cover those at the moment with some garden fleas just to protect them. It keeps the sun off during the day, but it keeps the heavy frost off at nighttime. So any plants coming into flower at the moment would benefit from a little bit of protection because the frost is going to continue right into next week and it's going to intensify over the next couple of days. So protect those tender plants. Now,
1: Porig, uh, does frost kill moss?
0: No, unfortunately, it <laughs> doesn't. And moss is, moss is very, very prevalent this year, Pat, because of the very mild autumn and winter. So we're seeing it in our lawns at the moment and we're also seeing it on patio and driveway. So this is the time of year. Again, if you get up a couple of dry hours, maybe two or three, four o'clock this afternoon is a great time to treat moss. Use the zero on the lawn and use the pack on your patio or hard surface areas.
1: And you constantly remind us that this is a tough time for the birds. uh, So feed the birds.
0: Very important to keep our birds fed. Um, Two things to do. First of all, we're coming very close to the nesting season from the 1st of March so clean out any over any old nesting boxes and maybe put up some new nesting boxes because they'll be breeding very very soon but also feed your wild birds and use a mixture of different seeds. So some of the Niger seed, the wild bird mixes and the peanuts, a good mixture of different varieties of seed will bring a wide variety of birds into Mm. your garden and you're helping to protect them and letting them put on some fat before the breeding season.
1: Okay. now, Port, loads of questions. We'll fly through them. Uh, First of all, how can you tell if a tree is actually dead? I relocated an eight-year-old maple tree in November of 2022. No leaves grew at all last summer, summer of 23. Has it died?
0: It sounds like it has now. Maples do do move very successfully, so I'm surprised the tree has actually failed. But you know, by scraping the bark, if you scrape it with, with a sharp knife, if it's green inside, it's still alive. If it's brown, it's obviously dead. And you know, by the branches' patch, if you simply just break the branches, if they break very easily and the brown wood inside, the tree has failed. It should have sprouted last season. Okay,
1: uh, with the cold temperatures, is it still okay to prune apple trees, plum trees, pear trees? And the second question, bags of bulbs forgotten about, can they still be planted?
0: I told you we'd be asked this question. Uh, so, yes, they can. Bulbs can go, you know, normally we plant them in October, November, but yes, you can get them out as long as the bulbs are healthy. So if they're tulips or hyacinths or daffodils, as long as they're, they're still firm, plant them out into the garden soil once it has defrosted. Any pruning patch I'd hold back until the 1st of February. So wait for this cold period to go through and do your pruning from the 1st of February onwards. You mentioned plum trees. So anything, any of our stone fruit Plums, damsons, gauges, peaches or nectarines. The pruning on those is done after flowering at the end of April. So other fruit trees like apples, pears, um, soft fruits like raspberries, they can be pruned from the 1st of February.
1: Now you mentioned fleeces. Uh, Isabella in Galway says, I'm growing garlic. It's just beginning to sprout. Should I cover it with fleece from frost or does it like frost?
0: Well, garlic is frost hardy, Pat, and it will tolerate frost. But you often see the young growth can be... Brown, turn brown or grey in colour after heavy frost and the frost is going to intensify the next couple of days so if it's a small area my advice is to put on some of the garden fleece. The great thing about the garden fleece is that you can leave it on the plants for up to a week or 10 days so once you dress it once you cover the plants just leave the garden fleece in situ and that will help to protect them and remove it then once the mild weather comes uh, back.
1: Can you ask Porrick what kind of an evergreen or conifer would he recommend for a garden with the maximum spread of about four to five metres high by two or three metres wide, it's for privacy.
0: Oh, well, if if it's an exposed area, uh, one of the conifers I'd highly recommend is a one called Tuia samarald, so these are the two-year trees. It grows in a perfectly conical shape without any pruning. It'll only spread to about six feet in diameter and it'll grow about four to five metres in height. So it's actually ideal. There's another lovely variety called Yvonne. I have that in my own garden. Again, it'll only grow to about six feet in diameter and about two to three metres in height. So that would be quite a nice one. And you can get an upright um, Irish yew as well, Taxus baccata, fastigiata, which is an upright columnar Irish yew. It's a native Irish tree. That would be quite nice as well. And all of those are evergreen. Uh,
1: Paul Harrington has been on. Yes, he the singer. And he wants to know, can he prune a Japanese maple?
0: Yeah, well, it's, it, the Japanese naples are deciduous at the moment. So leave them well enough alone till again, the first or second week of February. As it comes into growth, you can prune it then. And really with the Japanese maple, it's only a matter of cutting out any dead wood, any brittle wood that can be taken out or any stems that are crossing. So a small amount of pruning because Japanese maples are relatively slow growing.
1: Now, from Martin in Kildare, every year I try to overwinter my geraniums in my greenhouse, but only about less than 25% make it, most of them succumbing to a dusty mould. Is there a solution to this? Is it worthwhile doing that or is it better just to buy fresh stock every spring?
0: Well, I'd love to say is the, the answer is to buy fresh stock every year, Pat. But yes, you can overwinter geraniums. A couple of key tips. That's botrytis. It's a rotting disease of Um, geraniums. If you keep them too moist, you'll certainly encourage that disease. So keeping them quite dry during the winter season, I mean, I would let them nearly dry out before rewatering. So no more than once a month, once every six weeks during the winter period. The other key thing when you're taking the geranium cuttings is to allow the cuttings to dry for at least a day before you insert them into the compost and perlite mix. And that helps stop the rotting process. But it is also the time of year, Pat, January, to sow the seed of geraniums indoors. Our houses are lovely and warm, so it's the perfect conditions for sowing fresh geranium plants from seed this time of year.
1: I'm looking at two silver birch trees to plant in large containers to give some privacy to my back garden. They're already approximately uh, 10 feet tall. Will they okay. survive in containers or do you suggest some alternative trees that might be suitable?
0: Well, it, it, uh, silver birch will survive in containers, but the c- containers need to be large enough to allow the tree to develop over a number of years. So you're looking at probably a hundred litre or maybe 150 litre pots. So quite a large container. Two two of these birches I'd recommend. There's one called. Albo sinensis, which is the red birch. Um, It's a beautiful variety with kind of red bark. It's a Chinese red birch, a really nice one. Or jacomontii is probably one of my favourite birch. Now, do remember they are deciduous. So during the winter period, they're not going to provide any sort of uh, privacy. And if you want privacy 12 months of the year, maybe consider some evergreen bamboo or maybe a Korean fir would would work and, Mm. and, again, would do very well in a pot or container.
1: I have a lovely hydrangea plant, says Amanda. Is it too late to deadhead the wilted blooms from last year or should I go ahead and do it?
0: Amanda's too early. So leave the pruning of hydrangeas until we get into March, Pat. The pruning back of any plant stimulates new growth. And if you cut them back now, you're encouraging the plant to come into growth and hydrangeas can suffer from frost in March mid to late March. So my advice with hydrangeas is always to leave them until St. Patrick's weekend. And that's the weekend to prune them and feed them with a high potassium feed like a rose feed at that time of year. So leave them well enough alone, enjoy them at the moment and prune them in March.
1: Now a couple of rose questions. Uh, Can I cut back my roses now? Says one and another one. We have a rose bush at the front of the house. I'm unsure if and how to prune it as it's getting unwieldy. Doesn't flower that much. It's already starting to show new Growth and small leaves, but should I be cruel to be kind and cut it back? That's from Dave and Mother Hyde.
0: Well, roses do respond very well from hard pruning. So first of all, the pruning, again, the 1st of February is soon enough, passed, so again, leave it for two or three weeks, um, then the pruning can happen. And generally with roses, you're removing some a lot of the older wood, dead wood, crossing branches, or very weak stems. They're the priority stems to cut back. And if you do that in the first week of February, feed it with a high, rose, uh, a high potassium rose feed, feed it again a month later, you should have lots of fresh growth. And you and plenty of flowers this coming summer.
1: You know that old thing, uh, get your most bitter enemy to yes. cut back your roses.
0: Yeah, but it depends on the variety. If it's a climbing rose patch, you cannot be too severe with them. But generally for floribundus and hybrid teas, I'm a big advocate of cutting them hard back. But leave it to the first week of February, wait for this cold period to go through and then feed them at that time of year and feed them once a month after that.
1: What's the most effective way of removing overgrown bramble?
0: It's it's a hands and knees job, Pat, and this is actually a great time of year to get rid of bramble because they're semi-evergreen. You can see them if they're growing up through a hedge or through shrubs or whatever. They're very surface rooting, so they're very easy to actually just scuffle out with a sharp spade. So it's a really good time of year to literally take out the roots of the plant. So physically remove the root structure and that will eliminate the the brambles. Uh,
1: A final one. Uh, We uh, have a walnut tree sapling about 25 feet from the gable of the house. It's growing well. Should I remove it to protect the house foundation?
0: Well, remember that uh, English English walnuts grow anything to up to 40 feet, maybe 50 feet in height and can have a similar spread. So it's quite a large tree. It's only 25 feet away from the garden. I would be inclined to move it. This is a good time of year. Again, wait for the cold weather to, to finish and then lift the walnut. Be very careful because they have a tap root. So keep the root intact. And move it to uh, another location. Remember, it is a quite a large tree—forty feet by a forty-foot spread. So it needs lots of space.
1: Pádraic Corkin, thank you very much for Thanks,
0: joining Pat. us. All the best.
1: The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance, weekdays at nine a.m. on News Talk.